Hi, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the five mistakes you need to avoid when you're doing your first flip. Let's do this. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The real estate market is shifting. The time is now. The Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast is your home for the mindset, tactics, and tools needed to break through your limiting beliefs and find freedom by investing in foreclosure deals. Don't buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. And now, your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, and on this episode, we're going to go into detail about the five mistakes you absolutely have to avoid when you're doing your first flip. As always, we kick the show off with a little bit of mindset because you want to make sure your mind is right in all aspects of your real estate investment business, but let's go into it with a bit of a mindset piece, and our mindset piece comes from Conrad Hilton today, where he says successful people keep moving. They make mistakes, but they don't quit. Look, guys, the thing about doing over 300 flips in my career and now transitioning into coaching on flipping is I have made pretty much every mistake you can contemplate and in certain cases, multiple times. But I can tell you this, the key to my success has been not letting the mistakes impact me at a very deep level. If everybody out there quit when they made a mistake, think about all the amazing accomplishments we've had as the human race in general, landing on the moon. But with that, you have to deal with explosions, things going wrong and people dying. Now, the good news is flipping isn't that serious, right? We're not dealing with a market where when things go wrong, there's going to be that big of a collapse. But despite that fact, many people come to me looking for coaching so paralyzed by the fear of making a mistake that they refuse to do anything. And guys, don't feel bad about that, okay? Anytime you're taking on something new, you're going to be super nervous about it. You're going to be afraid to make mistakes. And in this game, those mistakes should frighten you a little bit because I've seen large-scale mistakes cost a lot of money in the flipping game. I hate to admit it, but one of my worst flips, I end up losing over six figures, over $100,000 on a deal because I didn't follow some of the mistakes I'm going to be describing to you on this episode. So the good news is you can avoid making the same mistakes I made, but you also cannot be afraid to get into this business and be to make your own mistakes to get to the next level. If you are fully committed to becoming a real estate investor, the only thing separating you from doing that is fear. I can tell you that anybody who is fully committed to doing this process of making money in the process of real estate investing can complete the outcome. They just have to really want it. And I'm certain you want it because you keep turning into this show and keep watching as we grow together as a community. So let's Let's get into it. What are the five mistakes that you want to absolutely avoid when you are doing your first flip? Mistake number one is underestimating your repair costs 
and not having the funding to do it. I got to tell you, a lot of the houses that we buy are flips gone wrong, usually at the hand of the homeowner. Okay. So you hop into this remodel and you're just convinced you can get that remodel done for $20,000 when most people would look at this, most people with experience would look at this and say it was a $40,000 remodel. Look, unless you're a professional contractor doing your own remodeling work, it's just not smart. The true wealth is not built from swinging a hammer, but rather from creating a system and a process that can take ugly houses, make them pretty and sell them profitably. Okay. So you really want to make sure you can properly estimate your rehab costs because otherwise I can't tell you how many houses I have bought over the years that were remodels that were 70, 75% complete, which is not enough to get a property sold unless you're willing to take a substantial discount on the property. Most people don't have the vision to see past an incomplete remodel. So you got to get it to the, the, you got to get it to the finish line. And the only way to get to the finish line is to have the funding to do that. So really dial in your construction estimates. For me, the way that we do that is on my team, we have a contract construction estimator who is looking at the property and giving worst case scenario for what the property remodel costs are going to be ultimately so we can make sure that we fund that remodel inside of the loan so it's not an out-of-pocket expense, but that we're properly funded and we can make sure we can get the property to the finish line. Let's head on to number two of the mistakes you don't want to make when doing your first flip deal, which is underestimating the repair time frame. Now, here's the thing. You look at a flip and maybe you've got your budget dialed in. Maybe you now know how much it's going to cost to do it. But, you know, we're all optimists in this game. You can't get into real estate investing and be a pessimist. If you're the type of person that believes everything's going to go wrong, let me assure you it is absolutely going to go wrong. That being said, there's a line between optimism and foolishness, right? So we have to have a time frame that is absolutely going to get a flip done. I can tell you that despite the best efforts out there, you're not getting a flip done in two to four weeks. It's just not going to happen. Okay. It, there's times if it's a really, really minor flip, you might hit three to four weeks, but I can tell you in most cases, you want to budget for a realistic time frame and getting your remodel back to market. And that time frame right now, in my experience, is four to eight weeks, depending on the extensiveness of the remodel. I would not expect to get a deal done in less than a month, and it really shouldn't take longer than two months unless it's a very extensive remodel, in which case you probably should have enough experience at that point to know that one's going to take longer than normal. If you're a rookie and you believe your flip is going to take longer than eight weeks to get done, reconsider doing that deal, but make sure that you're absolutely budgeting for the right repair time to get your flip to the finish line and make sure you get the proper results on it. Listen, you don't want to bring an ugly property to market. Even if you get it to market and it takes less time, underimproved properties, especially in a market with higher interest rates like we're facing right now, are going to take much, much much longer to sell right now. And as a result, you don't want to underimprove. 
Also, you don't want to over-improve, which is going to bring us in to our third mistake you want to absolutely avoid, which is not properly defining your scope of work, which can lead to either over-improving the property or under-improving the property. So how do you find that sweet spot? How do you find the right level of rehab to get a property back to market? Well, the market doesn't lie. Neither do my hips, but that's another conversation for another time, okay? Or is that Shakira? It doesn't matter. The point is, is when you properly prepare your scope of work, you will know that you're not under improving the property. And to get that proper scope of work, you want to use the comparable sales in the area to define your scope of work. See, the market tells us what they will pay for a property in what condition. And through the magic of the internet and photos and videos and all the great technology that can bring you visual images, you can experience the property of properties, comparable sales in that neighborhood that have sold recently in the time frame that you want and in the condition that you believe you can get your property to. By defining your scope of work, not around what you want in your home because you're not remodeling for your home, but rather what the market wants, you can get a scope of work that will get the property sold at the highest price at the minimum amount of rehab costs, providing the maximum profit to you as the investor. Don't get caught up in the reality TV shows of investing. In reality, we don't over-improve properties. We are not putting in gold-plated faucets or helicopter landing pads. Generally speaking, we're not doing the work like you see Chip and Joanna Gaines out there giddily swinging a hammer and putting the house back to reality. Hey, if you got the skill set and the time Good on you. I love it. But in most cases, investors are doing just that. They're investing in the property. They're hiring other people to do the actual work. They're getting the maximum return on their time and their money. And that's how they're turning a profit consistently. If you want to consistently turn a profit, you got to really dial in your scope of work. Define what you're going to do and perhaps what more importantly, what you're not going to do to make sure this property sells on the market at top dollar so you can get your profit out of the deal and move on to the next deal. When you're running your comps and defining that, you're you're working on three numbers, right? Number one is your acquisition price, which is super obvious how much you're buying it for. Number two, your rehab costs, which is where we're really focusing on this mistake that you want to avoid. And that rehab cost is going to be defined by a proper definition of the scope of work. Don't over-improve. Don't under-improve. Try to nail that line right down the middle. And the better you do that, the better results you're going to get on your profitability. Let's move on to number four of the top five mistakes you do not want to make on your flip, which is pricing against the market. Here's what I mean by that. Okay, the market has already defined what they will pay for that square footage in that condition in this current time frame. The market does not make things up. The problem I have found over and over again is investors fall in love with their project. They they did such a good job of the remodel and they remember this property when they bought it and it was an absolute mess. Right. And now they're seeing it in its gorgeous condition. And there's an instantaneous reaction where you fall in love. Like when you first see a baby, right? When you first see your kid, you're like, man, I love this project. You can't fall into that at all. Don't price against the market price with or even beneath the market for the best results. Do not let your emotions get in the way and end up over 
repricing your property because if it sits on the market, no matter how good of a remodel you did or how well you nailed your numbers, if you can't get the property sold for the number that you need to hit to get it sold quickly or you spend too much time on the market and your your costs of sale go up through interest costs, taxes, utilities, all the things you're paying while you're waiting for it to sell, you can take what otherwise would have been a great deal and by pricing against the market, you can make it a bad deal. Avoid this mistake at all costs. For me, I make sure that my team is providing more insight as to the pricing model. So when you list the property, it's not just my decision or my opinion that's being taken into account, but rather the opinion of my agent who's listing it, right? And so by getting multiple opinions out there, I'm basically fact-checking. And even 300 plus deals later, I still want that fact-checking to make sure that I'm not pricing against the market. I'm pricing with the market so it'll sell quickly. I can get my money out of it, reducing them one of the most expensive cost of this business, which is the opportunity cost. That's the cost that you get when you can't move on to the next deal because your money or your time is tied up in the deal you're working on right now. By decreasing your opportunity costs, you will do more deals in less time because the properties are selling, ultimately increasing your overall profit on an annualized basis, which is the goal of your investment strategies to make more money. Am I right? Of course. So make sure you're not pricing against the market. Get your price, run the comps, use comps that are within 10% or so of the square footage within a mile or so distance from the property that share similar characteristics. Listen, use the, the remodeled comps. If your house is gorgeous, use the comps in the neighborhood that were also gorgeous. But take into account what the market is doing right now because it is always in a state of flux and you do not want to price against the market. The more recent the comps, the more accurate your analysis, the sooner the house is going to sell and the more money you're going to make and be able to move on to your next deal where you can make more money on that deal as well. Number five on our list of things you do not want to do when working on your flip, let's avoid this mistake at all costs, is improperly defining the hard costs on the deal. After you've done all of this math, we talk about that you really only need three numbers to get into the deal. And those three numbers are your acquisition, your rehab, and your sale price. But getting out of the deal requires some additional math. A lot of people get caught up in analysis paralysis on the input of the deal. And as a result of that analysis paralysis, they end up not doing a deal at all. Don't do that. Don't get yourself caught in a situation where you don't do deals. Do your three numbers and make a buying decision quickly. But when you're on the sales side, you now have to factor in some additional costs, including, we just talked about them, but property taxes, which are racking up, your utility bills, which you are spending each and every single month to keep that property heated or cooled and water on site, et cetera. You also got to factor in your title costs, your agent commissions, and et cetera. It can be overwhelming, but a very simple spreadsheet will make an easy number, a, a tough thing to calculate, a very easy easy number to define. For me, I use the deal check application and I try to be as thorough as possible with my hard cost on the transaction. So the net on the property is not a complete surprise to me when I close. 
In the end, do I care what it is down to the penny? I do not. I respect the investors who need to know exactly what they're going to make. But in my experience, professionals are looking for a range that you can dial in using your experience. And the more data you input into the system, the more accurate the output is going to be. But you really have to define your hard costs in sale, once again, including property taxes, insurance, agent commissions, title fees, and et cetera, to really get that dialed in. Use a tool like Deal Check. I'm an affiliate of that. Check out the link below to start doing real deal analysis and getting those numbers more dialed in. By missing out on these five mistakes, by avoiding making these mistakes, you're going to find yourself doing more profitable deals more often. This is going to lead you to want to do even more profitable deals, which means you're going to get more funding or access to that. You're going to find more construction resources. Guys, you see the flipping shows, or maybe you're super passionate right now about doing your first flip. And although you absolutely have to get your first flip done, the objective here is to build a system that by avoiding these mistakes, you can continually do flips on a consistent basis. In my program, I guarantee a minimum profit of $25,000 or more. So just imagine what your life would be like if you were consistently making $25,000 per deal and you lived a life where you consistently do four deals per year. With my program, that's an absolute thing that we can get happy get to happen for you. But if you're just getting started, you're out there just looking for information or you're going to, you know, God forbid, take on doing your deal, your first deal on your own. Let me tell you, you've got to avoid these five mistakes like the plague because this will prevent you from being a profitable flipper in the long term. Guys, by avoiding these, you can be profitable. You can do deals. I can certainly help to get you there faster. I would love to chat with you about that when and if you're ready. Let's recap the five things real quick before we wrap this thing up. Once again, number one is underestimating your repair costs and not having enough funding to get the deal done. Make sure you know your numbers right out of the gate, okay? Number two is underestimating the repair time. Be realistic. It would be awesome if we could wave a magic remodeling wand and suddenly your house would go from ugly to pretty, but my wand isn't working and I'm guessing you don't have one. So let's not go down that road route. You know that your flip is going to take between four and eight weeks at a bare minimum and allow for more time on that. Be realistic because that is just what's going to happen anyway. Finally, we head up to number three, which is not pr- properly defining your scope of work. Dial it in, write it down, written document that has your full scope of work on it so everybody on your remodeling team knows what steps we're going to be taking to get your property from f- ugly to pretty and to profitable, okay? That is crucial that you really define your scope of work and dial it in. You might have to make changes to the scope of work. That happens all the time, but Make sure you start out with a very strong scope of work and define that to the best of your abilities early on. Number four, pricing against the market. The market gives you cues. Don't ignore it. It's telling you these things for a reason. We are in a high interest rate market right now, so you should really be trending to the bottom of your scale of pricing right now. That's not always going to be the case, but don't get caught up in the greed on this, okay? Price with the market. Don't price against the market for the best results, the maximum profitability. And finally, number five, improperly defining the hard costs of the transaction. If you you can make sure you know what it's going to take to get this property sold. You got all your backend numbers in. You'll be able to protect your 
protect your numbers and get a final number that'll be much closer to what you're expecting so you can wrap up to the next deal. Guys, before we wrap up, I just really want to extend my heartfelt gratitude to each and every one of you who joined me on this episode of the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. Your time and attention mean the world to me. If you've gained some valuable insights today, I encourage you to hit that subscribe button and don't miss out on our upcoming episodes and the wealth of knowledge that we share each week here on the show. And guess what? The journey doesn't stop here. I invite you to be a part of our community of deal hunters. So join us on Facebook by clicking the link below or search for Foreclosure Deals Coach and Facebook. Let's connect, learn, and succeed together. All of that being said, guys, remember this one thing. Don't buy a house, buy a deal. Thank you for tuning in to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. If you like what you heard here today, remember new episodes are uploaded weekly. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Are you ready to learn the mindset, tactics, and tools required to be a successful real estate investor? If so, click the link below to schedule a one-on-one coaching call today with Donnie Quorum, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, to determine if coaching is right for you. And remember, don't buy a house, buy a deal.